0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's
1: me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation, but I'm working here on Locked On Bama.
0: You're dang right you are, and you're probably working on uh, having some more of those built Bars, which I'll get to in just a bit, but BuiltBar.com, go check them out. They are the presenting sponsor for all things Locked On, and boy, is their stuff delicioso. I've been watching The Sopranos, so, I mean, I'm throwing in some Italian. Um, Is that real Italian?
1: Yeah, did that sound pretty Italian? Is that a word? It sounded Uh like an English word that you just put an O on the end of it.
0: You know, it's it's funny you say that. My my daughter, who's 13, and um, my niece, who's 12, and my son, who's 10, and my nephew, who's 9, I took my... My niece and my nephew to go pick up my other three kids in Ohio a couple of week a week or so ago, whatever it was, and so <clears throat> while we were in the hotel after I picked them up, they just decided to make like a home movie, a random ass home movie about nothing, um, and the, it was sort of like a my my nephew was the a clerk. Selling a nutri Green bar for 1995 for some reason, and the my 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 daughter was going in to buy the thing, and uh, then a robber supposedly comes and all this stuff, and for some reason they did it all in a faux Australian accent, <laughs> and it was like five minutes of just the. Wankiest, you don't really know what's happening. I mean, like you can make out the plot, but you're like, Why did this happen? And I was like, Why did he come in? And what's it? Why is his name laser beam? Oh, he's he's from Fortnite. Everybody knows laser beam. He's got a million followers on YouTube. And I'm like, I've never heard of laser beam. What the hell are you talking about? And um, so they, my the funniest part was my niece saying after after the carnage of the robbery and then the robber being stopped, she goes, What happened here?" And she's trying to tell you what happened here, but with Australian accent, but with a southern drawl, and it's just so we've been going like every time something happens anywhere for the last three and a half weeks, we've been going, "What happened here?" You know. So. So
1: what stupid. you just proved is those kids are your kids. Yeah, that's there. that's the most Luke Robinson story I've ever heard in my life that that, that didn't include only Luke Robinson.
0: That's that's a damn good point. Um, so, uh, Jimmy, Ian Jackson, uh, maybe as we're recording this, should be committing to Alabama, right? He, he's, it's 11.04. He's going to commit at 11.30, right?
1: Uh, Alabama, the big uh, the big presumed favorite, I guess you would say. Uh, I'm optimistic it, it will be Alabama. And what a great pickup. Um, here's what's interesting to me. Uh, I, I was reading up on this last night about theories as to why, and I think it's obvious, actually, but – there are check this out. There are three times as many kids right now publicly committed to Division One schools. Three times as many as there were one year ago, and 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 no doubt as to why. I mean, with 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 dead periods and no camps and this crazy topsy turvy year that we're experiencing and all the weirdness. Uh, I think the majority of these recruits they like want to secure their spot. They are like, well. I won't get to enjoy recruiting like all these previous classes before me, but I'm damn sure not going to miss out. So there are three times as many kids committed. What's interesting, though, is that Alabama, Alabama has fewer kids committed than they normally do at this time of the year. So that makes it really, really unique and almost uh, super weird. But uh, Ian Jackson, I think, would, would make number six. And uh, one of the better guys, even though he's not put it this way. This is how high I am on Ian Jackson. As you know, I'm crazy about Deontay Lawson, right? Uh, And Deontay Lawson is ranked somewhere in the top 50, top 60 prospects in the country. Ian is somewhere around 200th on the composite. But I'm telling you, Luke, if someone said, Jimmy, you you can only have one or the other. You could have Deontay Lawson or Ian Jackson. I I might would pick Ian. It's really tough. It would be tough. I would want to watch the tapes yet again before I made a final decision. But I might would go with Ian Jackson, and, and it's for this reason. He's such a good 2020 linebacker. What, what you look for in a linebacker today is a guy that's good against the pass, a guy who can cover. Uh, who can cover tight ends and and backs and even slot receivers uh, who's good in zone coverage, who just can, can defend a a large area of the field. And then like a traditional linebacker, when, when he gets to the ball carrier uh, he he gets there with, uh, in a bad humor as coach Stallings used to call it (laughs) and Ian will, will, will knock your block off. So he's such a good 2020 linebacker. Whereas Deontay Lawson, who is an outstanding prospect, no question. But Deontay Lawson, I think, is almost typical of what you've looked for in a linebacker forever. And he's sort of really good inside the tackle box and a pretty good pass rusher, but maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't excel uh, at, at the pass coverage aspect of it. So for that reason, Luke, I, I, I will certainly say I'm as high on Ian Jackson as I even am on Deontay Lawson.
0: Uh yeah, I, I I am actually higher on um yes. Ian Jackson because I have seen Deon and it's more, you know, the devil you know or devil you do. And usually that saying is like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, but I'm going the other <laughs> way with it. Um because I've seen Deontay Lawson. I like him. I think he's a big, strong dude. But I saw him in a state championship game and I expected him to be much more dominant than he was. And that didn't that doesn't make me think he's not a good prospect. He certainly is. It just didn't wow me in the one moment I had a chance to see him. Meanwhile, I Ian Jackson watching a film just like you, and knowing that he plays in seven uh, A ball for a great school that is on the come up again. I mean that Prattville took a dip. Now they're on, back on the come up. Um, then I feel very very strong that uh, that 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 Ian Jackson is going to be one heck of a prospect there's no doubt um so yeah he should be committing here in the next couple of minutes this is being abbreviated podcast for those who don't know so this will uh we're gonna cut this one a little shorter than the norm just letting you know Uh, meanwhile christian leary the wide receiver was supposed to commit june 6th and he has postponed that to maybe earlier maybe later i mean he just said look this is a big decision i'm just gonna commit when i want to why am i uh, leaving myself out there just to say on June 6th, with, uh, which I thought was interesting. And you know what else is funny since you brought it up? What'd you say? There are three times as many uh, yeah. commits at this time than there were last year. Is that what you said? That's
1: right. Three times.
0: That's a well up 300%. I also find it interesting that you look at somebody like a Tennessee, they've loaded up and everybody's going nuts for their recruiting class, but it ranking wise, uh, on average, star-wise, it's about the same as last year's It's no, really no better. Um, yep. And some of their guys who you thought would really push their ranking up, like a Dylan Brooks, are, are sinking in the rankings right now. And then meanwhile, Auburn, who's had a lot of problems recruiting offensive linemen um, and is never really focused on tight end, they're trying to get as many offensive linemen as possible, and they <laughs> it seems like they're going to take a class full of tight ends. And their offensive linemen are also – bigger than the ones they've normally been getting I would say like I, and I don't know if that's good or bad in today's age I really don't know I mean everybody loves to say oh an offensive lineman who's 6'7", 340, how awesome is that well is it because he's got to block somebody that's going a hundred miles an hour now what that may tell me is Auburn may be going back to more of a power running game I, I don't know meanwhile you're right Alabama who you normally has all these early commitments they don't have any so it's just a strange year in recruiting, and just goes along with the whole theme of twenty twenty.
1: It really is. Everything you just said there. Uh, you know, here's a couple of weird things that stand out to me about Auburn's offensive line takes and, and, and situation. It is funny they are they are loading up at that position, yet strangely, uh, it's not a good year for offensive linemen at all in this cycle in the in state group. There's there's practically zero offensive linemen in the state of Alabama that you would give an SEC grade to. Uh, there's a couple that I like, that. that and, and when I say I like them, I mean I like them as, as, as potentially good SEC players. One committed to Ole Miss just this week, Micah Pettis, who, who I think was probably the best offensive lineman in, in Alabama in this class uh, but, but did not have an offer from Alabama or Auburn, uh, but Lane Kiffin took him. Uh, and you know Lane's trying to win SEC games, so he he obviously thinks this kid is, is an SEC player, and and I think he's pretty good. A couple of other in-state offensive linemen affected to me by the virus is two two kids from Mobile, one with one with a very uh, with a very recognizable named Alabama fans. Two kids from Mobile who might have been guys who could have earned offers at Alabama's camp because they're kind of like well, these are D1 guys, and they really want to be at Alabama, so you put them in camp, and you're like, all right, go block these defensive linemen that are takes for us. And, and, and if, they can, if they can get the guys blocked that Alabama's taking, well, they've sort of proven that maybe we ought to be taking these offensive linemen. And th- those two kids from Mobile I'm talking about are, are both in St. Paul's, a guard named Peyton Maples, and interestingly, a center, Ivan Schultz, the son of Roger Schultz, former Alabama Center. His son is a a very good uh, center prospect at St. Paul, 6'4, 285. A really good, oddly, a a really good baseball player, which shows what kind of athlete he is. But uh, he doesn't have SEC offers. He has a bunch of Sunbelt and Conference USA offers. And I suppose he will end up at a school like a Troy, like a South Alabama, maybe a UAB or Southern Miss. uh, Very likely to end up there. However, uh, he's a good player, and he's a big kid, and he's a good athlete. He's the type of kid that would have really benefited from going to Alabama summer camp, and hey, uh, if Alabama wants Tim Keenan from Birmingham, and this is a guy you want, and an Ivan Schultz gets out there uh, in camp and and blocks Tim Keenan's butt off, you know, for 60 minutes on the field in a, in a camp situation, then you're like, well, Maybe we were uh, wrong about Ivan. Maybe that's a kid we should be taking. But the kids like that were just robbed by the, uh, by the virus of that opportunity. Now you have to take kids solely off their junior tape, which makes it tough. And I think that's why Alabama's been sort of uh, slow, 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 if you want to use that term, you know. Uh, but careful. I, I think careful is probably a better term than slow.
0: Jimmy, you know, speaking of summer camps, you know, one of my favorite things at summer camp. Every time I went to summer camp, one of my favorite things was recess. And at recess, you like to go and get a, you know, you get a get a built bar. That's what you do. I remember being a young boy getting built bars. Built bars, (laughs) even though they didn't exist at the time. I remember actually, I wasn't getting built bars. I was eating some other granola esque crap, and and I can remember thinking, I wish somebody would make something chocolatey. And fun and delicious, and they'd call it Built Bar, and that's what I was thinking of. And lo and behold, the brilliance of these fine young men who have created this Built Bar brand—they uh, sent us some. They're absolutely stinking delicious. I mean, slap your mama—they're so oh, good. Yikes. And they we don't these- recommend that, actually. We don't recommend it, but I'm—I'm I'm afraid I took my—I didn't take my own advice. Um, it, it was too late for. Her. Um but it, sorry, it, Ms. Robinson. <laughs> they were really, really delicious. And they have these new listen, to these new flavors, man, for Bill Bar. Blueberry lemon. And I'm gonna tell you something. If you've never had like blueberry lemon stuff, it's delicious. Whenever blueberries and lemons get together, it's a party. Coconut, coconut pecan pie, awesome. Pineapple upside down cake, awesome. Peanut butter banana. Who does Elvis Presley love peanut butter banana? And sandwiches and 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 maybe put mayonnaise on them too or something. I don't know. But uh yeah, he he loved them. Bilt bars got them. You can go and you get five dollars off of every box of built Bar. I think Elvis put quaudes
1: on those sandwiches too.
0: That that's true. Uh from five for until five thirty-one, not five thirty-one the time, five thirty-one the date. You get five dollars off every box that can be used in conjunction with the promo code locked on. They're practically giving these things away. So go get them, Built Bar, builtbar.com, absolutely delicious. Jimmy, Built banana? Bar's are great
1: peanut butter uh, banana is my favorite so far. I've liked every single one. They're all good. Peanut butter banana is like, it's, it's a healthy dessert is what it is. It's a healthy dessert. You
0: slapped my mama.
1: <laughs> well, you set the precedent, man.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> She said, okay, she, at first she was offended. Then I let her try And she was like, wow, I, I, I totally understand. Um, So uh, here's, here's a bit of news that um, is from the random department. I had an old uh, algebra teacher that you say department of redundancy <laughs> department, which I always thought was funny. Um, But uh, so Brian Williams, former Alabama, great basketball player. Uh, who played at Jeff Davis uh, back in the day. I remember watching him warm up at the BJCC when he was playing for a state championship. And I just like, Oh my God, this guy's going to be a superstar. That didn't necessarily pan out that way. Um, but he did have a good career at Alabama. I want to say like career wise, he averaged about 14 points a game in Alabama. But um, anyway, his son uh, is named greedy Williams and oh. greedy. Yeah. And yep. Greedy is, is going to – Brian was the head coach at Sidney Lanier, the Poets, um, and he has stepped down to concentrate on making sure Greedy gets better as a player. And, you know, he probably – I mean, I'm assuming Brian had a cup of coffee in the NBA and probably spent some time overseas and made enough money where he can – you know, if he wants to take a break for a year, he can. And uh, Greedy is transferred to Penson Valley. And Penson Valley, That's of course, will We'll have Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, they just had Cam Woods. I mean, you know, they've won a state championship um two years ago. Where did Cam Woods we, end up going?
1: I forgot. Troy? You know Troy? Uh, Cam Woods went to Troy. Yep. That's right that Okay. So, but anyway, I just – he's
0: listed as number eight player in the state of Alabama, Greedy Williams is, uh, as a basketball player. And I just find that really intriguing because, okay, I, I thought he was really cool of Brian Williams too. Brian Williams said essentially, look, if – I'm coaching my son, he's at Sidney Lanier, and I don't want him to feel comfortable, meaning I don't want him to be like, well, dad's my head coach, you know, and people always love to say, well, my dad's my head coach, you know, he pushes me more, but there is always a level of comfort, like, you know, he's not going to take it to a certain level, um, and, and you never have that fear uh, when your dad is the head coach, and so I thought it was, quite mature and awesome of Brian Williams. So, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let him play for some other coach. Now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help him, uh, do some things out of practice, out of games, whatever, but I want him to be coached by somebody who's very good. Apparently Pennsylvania has a great program. So I think it's a unique take on the situation by Brian Williams. And my hope is I would love to. And and in fact, he mentioned this in the AL.com article that, uh, Hey, look, I, you know I don't know if he's Alabama caliber yet, but you know we hope he is. We hope he earns an offer from Alabama, and so I find it quite interesting because I have not heard anything about <laughs> Brian Williams or Greedy Williams until this article, and now I'm completely intrigued by
1: it. Yeah, me too. I mean, and 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 the fact that he would have the same name as the star LSU cornerback who was a second round pick of the Cleveland Browns in the 2019 draft. greedy Williams that's uh kind of because an unusual name and now we're having uh uh double named athletes here but no Brian Williams was a really good uh player at Alabama I know he came in super hyped uh as a recruit uh to Alabama and and maybe didn't live up to be a first round draft pick or whatever ridiculous expectations we adults set on these poor kids uh (laughs) Brian, Brian Williams only proved to be a good player at alabama and yet we you know some people would call that a disappointment just nut nuts the world we live in but brian was a good player in alabama and uh what a selfless uh what a selfless act of parenting and uh brian knows the sport extremely well and he knows what's best for his kid and uh you know college educations these days are so expensive so crazy expensive you want your kid to go to college It'd be great if they can go to college for free, and I'm sure this is just a tip by Brian like, hey, uh, my kid's gonna be a college basketball player so he can get a college education for free and 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 I see this as the best route to that and uh and who's to question that so uh boy, that Pennson Valley team's gonna be good Ooh. again, and
0: they're gonna be strong, and meanwhile, some very tragic news. Uh, not Alabama-related necessarily, but um, Jamari Smith, who was a fantastic basketball player and football player, I think, for Robert E. Lee. Um, he passed away as he as he was in a drowning, uh, accident at uh, at a park in Auburn. Now he was headed to UAB, I think, actually, to play football, and um, but he he was on that Robert E. Lee team that won the state championship over Mountain Brook this past season. And uh, man, Robert E. Lee has had some of the worst luck. I mean, we all know about really? Rod Scott, um, and, and his connection with Henry Ruggs. They also lost another player in the last few years, I can't remember who it is, but um, and then they 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 lose Jamari Smith, and it's just absolutely heartbreaking, certainly for the family and and um, for the whole city of Montgomery. That is, Montgomery sports wise is really making a, a, a positive impact again. There was a time when Montgomery was the Hotbed, I would say, and Mobile and Birmingham and maybe even Huntsville past them, certainly. Uh, Huntsville specifically for basketball and the other two probably for football, but um, Montgomery is making a bit of a comeback. So, Jimmy, let's go ahead and remind everybody to get Built Bar again, builtbar.com. also want to thank Niko Sports, nikco com. They got that Tua Tungvaluwa football. Go check them out. It's a full-size football. Tua's image is on there. His likeness is on there. Uh his his stats are on there. Uh who wouldn't want Tua Tungle Violoa just staring you in the face all day long? I might just get one of those giant, you know, like they do those big cutouts of somebody's face and they stand behind the free throw line with them. I might just get a giant Tua face and put it in my room and just every night again look at it like Stuart Smalley used to do and go, doggone it, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and Tua likes me. Um, <clears throat> but go check out Nycosports.com, $99 football. You can't beat it, and part of the proceeds go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Alabama, N-I-K-C-O sports.com. Go check them out. So, Jimmy, to wrap up, let's talk about a few other just uh, odd and end neck knack things. Is there any other recruiting stuff out there that uh, we need to be aware of?
1: Uh, I think you covered it, uh, particularly with Christian Leary, now no longer committing on June 6th. That's not good news for Alabama, and, and I'll say that in the sense that the expectation was that Christian Leary mm-hmm. was going to commit to Alabama on June 6th. Him uh, canceling that date is probably not, probably, probably not a good thing for Alabama. That doesn't mean now he won't sign with Alabama. It just means that, that he, wa- he wants, he you wants know, to take a longer period of time to, to rethink things. Alabama meanwhile is involved basically with every good wide receiver in America already has two really good ones committed. But uh, but Brian Thomas from Louisiana. Uh, there's a kid from Virginia that's really good. There's a kid from California that's good. That uh, they they all have Alabama in their top four. So uh, Alabama is going to end up with two more really good receivers. There's also a couple of good ones from in-state. Uh, Malik McLean has an Alabama offer. I doubt it's a committable take offer. Just kind of the we're highly interested in watching you play kind of offer. Uh, Malik McLean from Daphne, Alabama, will play his senior season at IMG Academy this fall. Uh he he's another one to watch uh that Alabama could get in on if they uh if they whiff on a Leary or on a Brian Thomas. Uh there's always a Malik McLean out there who's a, who's a really good player himself.
0: Um and I'm just seeing this come across the wire that uh JT Daniels, it looks like he will be headed to Georgia. Uh a lot of people shot. might remember him he was the shot. starter the starter for uh USC gets hurt. He was actually very good starter gets hurt. And um, then now here's the other thing. There's talk that he may be eligible this year. Um, And if he were to be eligible this year, now you got uh, Jamie Newman, who some people are saying is a dark horse candidate to be a Heisman winner and JT Daniels. Um, Very, very interesting. And (laughs) meanwhile, they've got Brock Vandergraff or Vendergriff, Griff, who is one of the top yep. quarterbacks in this class, maybe the top quarterback in this class committed. They also have Carson Beck, who was famously committed yep. to Alabama at one time.
1: I but, like I mean, Carson Beck. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. Carson Beck right now, you're like, what's wrong with me? Why don't y'all like me anymore? I mean, it's, this is why quarterbacks transfer. I mean, my first thought when, when, when that – because I knew that was the rumor, but I didn't know until just now, until you reported it. Uh, I, 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 my first thought is if you're Carson Beck, you're like, why do y'all not like me? Yeah, I agree. And, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Carson back playing for somebody else before this up before the fall gets here.
0: I mean, it's it's really um it's really just an interesting development. Georgia, you, you know, they seem like a program that and this may sound so stupid, they're trying too hard. Like they're trying too hard.
1: Yeah, to, it does, even though he has a great, that's a great point. Even though he, this kid is a good player. J.T. Daniels is a really good prospect. Anybody would take him. But now it just feels like they're throwing a bunch of noodles up against the wall to see what sticks. There, it's like a shotgun approach. They're all over the place. You know, it doesn't seem to be a plan or a commitment to what to to me look clearly like. Well, I, I get taken Newman because he's re- ready to play NFL type guy. Uh, and you take Newman and then, then you hand it over to Carson Beck. But now it feels like, wait a minute, does this mean you don't like Newman? Does this mean you don't like Carson Beck? Why right. are you adding this guy? And, and now you've mucked up. They just had a situation with Easton Fields and, and uh, you know, Easton Fields and Fromm all on the team at the same time. How did that work out? Georgia, they all got mad and left. So now you've done it again. Well, got Daniels, funny. Newman, and Beck. So, who, are, are two of them going to leave? Is one of them going to leave? I'm going to say – I've used
0: this this analogy a gazillion times. I'm going to do it again for those who hadn't heard it in a while. There's a scene in Indiana Jones when Indiana is uh, trapped on the front of a moving car, and uh, the the guy – the villain driving it is trying to shake him, and Indiana's, like, losing his grip while he goes under the car and then uses his whip to sort of hook onto some axle or something. I don't know anything about cars. And then he gets behind the car, then uses the whip to pull himself back up, gets back in the car, beats up the villain, kicks the villain out of the front window. Now the villain's trying to do the exact same thing Indiana did because he's like, well, if Indiana did it, I could do it. Well, instead he gets run over because Indiana Jones Indiana Jones and the villain is the villain. See, Nick Saban can manage egos with five stars everywhere and, and handle – dealing with quarterback controversies in a Jedi-like fashion with Tua Tungvaloa and Jalen Hurts and and deal with that. Even though Jalen ultimately transferred, he was – God bless, where would we have been if he hadn't been there for the SEC championship game in 2018? So exactly right. um, Saban was able to maneuver this and in such a way that Jalen considers himself both an alum of – and he, he is technically uh, – but a true alum of Alabama and Oklahoma. It wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Hurts, when he's announced as a starter one day on NFL, when they're themselves Jalen Hurts, University of Alabama and Oklahoma. It wouldn't shock me <laughs> if he said that. But meanwhile, Kirby Smart is trying – he's the villain. He's trying to do the same thing through the front of the car, but he's realizing he can't manage all this, and he's trying to catch up so fast. He's looking – the thing is, Georgia's got everything they need. They don't have to catch up anymore. They're there. What has to happen for Georgia is they've got to have – the the change in the mindset and quit worrying about why are you worried about JT Daniels right now? I'm with you. It makes no sense.
1: Why would you
0: he's a good player?
1: I'm not saying he's not a good player. Yeah, he's he's, a good player.
0: But it's not even a defensive lineman. If he were a defensive lineman and you had four other star defensive linemen, I go, okay, I kind of get it because you know you can play, you know, if you want to get creative, play five of those bastards out there. That'll kick somebody's ass. There's quarterback. There's one that's playing. That's it. And the one that's playing is the man. And until he's not the man. And that's the thing is you're going to add another ingredient to this cake that's already working. It's sort of like saying, Hey, I love, I love ice cream. I love this ice cream. I've already got cookie dough and sprinkles and chocolate sauce all over it. I think though, I also love tuna fish. I'm just going to put a scoop of tuna fish on there. (laughs) It tastes
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and and if you're JT, I, I also question this. I mean, he, he's going to have to deal with Newman, this, assuming he's eligible. He's going to have to deal with Jamie Newman this year. Carson Beck, the Vandergriff kid coming in, is highly recruited, a big-time a big time guy. You're, you're dealing with all that. If you're JT Daniels, my, my question to him is, what's wrong with Tennessee? I mean, how bad could it be? Maybe you hate the Orange. Maybe you're not a fan of going to college in East Tennessee. Maybe he doesn't like Team Martin, who he played for. Out at a Southern Cal, I don't know, but if you're Jay, why not just go to Tennessee and be the starter? Didn't you leave USC because you got squeezed out of the starting position by Caden Slovis? You got squeezed out, so you had to go somewhere else to play, and you picked Georgia. Go to Tennessee and play. And and as an Alabama fan, I'm glad he didn't go to Tennessee because we're just going to keep keep on beating Tennessee. You know because they don't have a good quarterback. So I'm glad. I'm sort of glad he went to Georgia as an Alabama fan, but. Strange choice for JT Daniels, strange choice for Georgia to once again crowd the quarterback room with egos, and uh Saban has handled that so well, but even as well as Saban handled it, we just had a quarterback leave. Why? Because the quarterback room got crowded.
0: Well, and but again, I would say, uh, uh like with Talia leaving, Saban handled all that about as well as you can. I mean, again... And I think no question. I think it was it's very clear too. Here's the other thing. It, our quarterback room got crowded, but it also got better. I mean, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who thinks now the, I may turn out to be wrong, but I don't think there's anybody outside of a Tungle Bailoa who believes Bryce Young isn't better than Talia Tungle Bailoa. I mean, that That's is great. no shot at Talia. I mean, that is no shot. It's 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 just a thing, it's just right. And what it what else is gonna happen? Mac Jones, who just Ex- except for a one butt interception, was pretty much kick ass uh, in his uh, in his performances as a starter. He's going to transfer uh, because he's worried about Talia. That's not going to happen. So I think you had this in this situation though with JT Daniels coming off an injury, Jamie Newman coming in from Wake Forest, who's very good, but you know he's been at Wake Forest and and if he was that good, why wouldn't Wake Forest be damn better? Did they even go to a bowl game? I don't remember.
1: I think they did. Um, <laughs> I think they yeah, did. you don't remember. Him yeah, either? I think <laughs> they did. I don't remember. I think they. I think they did, and I think he was the reason. He. he I, I've seen Newman play because uh, I, I watch all these games. I, I. I had no idea Jamie Newman would one day transfer and play in the SEC, but I did watch Wake Forest. And I saw Jamie Newman, knew exactly who it was, and thought, "This guy's really good. Why is he at Wake Forest?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. But and then everybody like points that Clemson game where his numbers were really terrible and say he's no good I mean look look, you know he played a good team and look what happened yeah he played a good team and he was surrounded by Wake Forest running backs and receivers and offensive linemen I mean hell stick Tua out there with Wake Forest Uh, they're not going to score 48 not against Clemson not you know so uh so I, I don't really hold that Clemson game against him very much although I do think it's a factor it's something you look at and you're like well I'm not really sure what this guy is but but uh, just like you can't say at Wake Forest when when Jamie Newman puts up huge numbers and they beat the crap out of Furman, you know, that doesn't really mean anything either. Uh, just like it doesn't mean much that uh, his numbers are terrible when his team is completely overmatched by, you know, a top three team.
0: Well, the the other thing there, hey, Sam Howell, who is a true freshman, yeah. did pretty damn well against Clemson. I know you. it's hard he to take these games – These games aren't in a vacuum. I mean, different things, different different times. Right, right. um, And my point is that – and going back to my original point, that that we don't know that Jamie Newman's going to be that much better at Georgia than he was at Wake Forest, meaning we don't know necessarily that he's going to lead his team to some uh, some championship. I mean, so while I think JT Daniels is a good quarterback, I think Jamie Newman's a good quarterback. Hell, I think Carson Beck's a pretty good quarterback – Right. And now you've got all these guys that are essentially the same and you're bringing in another one and it kind of just doesn't make sense to me. I just don't I don't get why you would go that particular route. That's Kirby. That's Kirby. That ought to be the name That's of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: try it again on the next Kirby. show.
0: Did you ever see The Simpsons when they were there was like a mock TV show um, that somebody was watching and it was called Don't Go There and it was like making fun of all these shows that have these – stupid stupid taglines as they're you know like so, somebody said something like uh it was like a i can't remember and it, the, everybody somebody would always pop out of nowhere and go don't go there it's just so funny to me anyway nobody knows what the hell i'm talking about um one
1: did you not did lose you i think i lost you uh, broke up no no it, uh, your voice just broke up during that last sentence you,
0: you broke up with me
1: Okay. Uh, all
0: right. It's yeah. not you. It's, it's not
1: you. It's me. It's not Let's you. It's me.
0: Don't you give me the? It's not you. It's me. Routine. And if anything, it's I me. In-
1: <laughs> I invented. It's not you. It's me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she said. All right. It is you.
1: It um, is you. You're damn. And he said, you're damn right. It's me. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's going do
0: it for this episode, everybody. And uh, we will be back with another episode, hopefully tomorrow, if not Saturday. So roll tide.
1: Roll tide.